welcome to another inspirational teaching from the Gate Church. We're talking about vision here this morning, the church's vision. And it's obvious we're talking here that, that Jesus is at the center. Amen? Jesus is at the center. And one of the things as a church is that the, the balance of both word and spirit is crucial as a church as we go forward. We're people of the Word. We recognize sola scripture. We recognize the authority of the Word of God that rules and reigns, that Christ is supreme, but His Word has influence and authority in our lives. But also, we're people who are led by the promptings of the Holy Spirit, who are led by the Holy Spirit, who can hear the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And I believe it's really important that we have the balance of both the Word and the Spirit, because if we're all Word, we'll, we'll dry up. If we're all Spirit, we'll blow up. Does that make sense? But if we're Word and Spirit, we'll be balanced, because we'll have the knowledge of the, of, of the Word of God, but when the promptings of the Holy Spirit come, we'll not be flaky, because we know the Word, because the Word will confirm what the Spirit of God is leading us into. It is important that we're both Word and Spirit. Can I invite you here this morning, ladies and gentlemen, that you turn one to another and say we're Word and Spirit? Why don't you do that? Turn, turn to your person next to you, Word and Spirit, big man, or girl, or whoever you're talking to, Word and Spirit. <clears throat> you, you, you're good at that. Anyway, uh, we're, we're going to talk about vision here this morning. I, I mentioned the iPhone and getting upgrades and all that kind of stuff. And for a number of years, we've had the vision uh, win, disciple, release. So this morning, this is not a new vision I'm presenting. This is just an upgrade. This is putting flesh and muscle and sinew and tissue on the bones of the skeleton of the vision that we already had. So when we're talking, for those of you who are in business, or those of you who work in management, we, we talk about mission, vision, and values. But in the, in the house of God, we're going to talk about mission as purpose, vision as vision, and values as culture. So when I talk about purpose, vision, culture, we're talking mission, vision, and values. Does that make sense? That, that's good. Thank you. So we're talking purpose, vision, and culture. And this morning, I want us to have a, a quick look. Let's have a look at purpose, what our purpose is as a church. Our purpose is growing people to bring Christ into our communities. Uh, do, do you know what? You know when Steve Jobs used to introduce a flaming new iPhone, and he'd go, here's the iPhone X, and all the Apple E's would go, woo! So our purpose is growing people to bring Christ into our communities. Come on. Come on, it's, we, we, need, we need agreement. Sometimes we need to voice our agreement. We need to voice, yeah, this is good. This is good. So our purpose is growing people to bring Christ into our communities. In Jesus' name. Okay, now let's look at our vision here this morning. Our vision, we're building a church that is present, that's loving, creative, influential, prayerful, and passionate. Is that good? Come on. That's good. Now let's look at them all individually. Let's jump to the next side. The, the word present is to be accessible, approachable, and available across multiple locations. Woo! Come on. Multiple 
location, not just here in St. Mark's building, but it might be other places just saying, but we'll come to that later. So it's to be present. So one of the things is we believe in the presence of God, but we also want to be present in multiple places. We're not the invisible man, and we can be here, there, and everywhere, but just we as a body of people can be present, approachable, and available, loving by growing compassionate and generous people who love and serve the community. I think we're walking in a measure of that already, which is absolutely tremendous. But there's always room for growth. You know, there's always room to go from an iPhone 4 to an iPhone 7. All the techie guys said, amen. Let's look at the next one. Prayerful, where prayer brings healing, freedom, miracles, and relationship with God. I love that. Every morning in this church, there's an early morning prayer meeting where people meet to pray. And I know that many of you pray on your way to work in your car or on your bike. If you're on your bike or in your car, don't close your eyes when you're praying. Not a good idea. So, a prayerful church. And it's important that we pray, but that we become the, 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 the engine. Prayer is like the engine of the church. You know, there's, there's times when I pray and I just say, oh God, help me. Do you know why I say that? Because I feel so weak and so inadequate. But the Word of God says that His strength is made perfect in our weakness. And I've learned to cultivate a habit of, of weakness, of worship and weakness, because at times I'm going to speak at a meeting, or times I'm going to speak to somebody, or times I'm presenting someone, I'm like, God, I feel so weak. But thank you, God, that your strength is made perfect in our weakness, because in that weakness, you can be glorified, because it's not me in the power of the gift, it's the power of the Holy Spirit moving through any of us. Let's look at the next one. Passionate where people experience the love, hope, and power of God and embrace a lifelong passion for Jesus. You know, in the book of Revelation, it talks about the people who've gone lukewarm. Is there any lukewarm people here this morning? Any passive people? No, you can't be bothered putting your hand up because you're so passive. You don't want to. But I want to tell you, passion. We need people that… You ever heard the phrase, man, they're totally lit up for Jesus? John Wesley said, get, get on fire, you know… What, what, what's, what's your plan, John? This was John's plan. John Wesley, what's your plan, big man? He said, get on fire for Jesus, and people will come and watch you burn. Come on. I love that. We need some fiery, passionate, Scottish, Celtic, international people to get passionate for Jesus. There's too many dull saints, you know? So many people lack the joy or lack the Zumba of Jesus. That's just a new word I made up by that. That's not a Hebrew word, by the way. Just made that one up. Okay, let's look at the next one. The word creative. We want to be creative by releasing innovation and creativity in worship, music, visual arts, resourcing the wider community. So creativity. Many of you here this morning are, are very creative people, but we want to see that released in, in the house of God. In Proverbs, it talks about having um, eye prudence dealt with wisdom to give you knowledge of witty inventions, the creativity flowing in and through people. Do you know that lie that people listen to where you've either, you're either left-sided or right-hand-sided of your brain? You're either logical or you're either kind of a wee bit ADHD and, uh, uh, you know, and all these things, and creative and a bit vulnerable and a bit emotional and creative. But that's a lie. Everyone is creative. You might be a math teacher. You, you can be creative. Anybody can be creative. Every single one of us 
are made in the image of our Creator. And through the Creator, there's creativity released within every single one of us. Come on! So let the creative, creativity flow. If anybody's ever said to you, oh, you're, you're not, or somebody said to you, you're, you're not a creative person, you, 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 you know, you're more logical. Just, just take the sword of the Lord. And just say, I break these lies in Jesus' name. You are creative. Come on. Okay, let's do the next one. Influential. A catalyst for change in our society, through our community, good reputation, and activities. I believe that people are called to be influencers or influential for the glory of God. Wherever God positions you, He, he calls you to be an influencer. It's like the person who was the cleaner in NASA. And somebody asked the cleaner, what, what do you do here? And the cleaner said, I'm sending people to the moon. That's called ownership. And that's called influence. That's recognizing what I do might not look significant in the world's eyes, but what I'm doing is sending people to the moon. So every single one of us is called to be influential. Let's look at the next slide. Our culture. When we talk about culture, we're talking about our values. Jesus said, love God and love one another as you love yourselves. So the culture is the values. The culture is how we treat one another on the journey as we get to that place that He has called us to be. So when we have a culture, number one, Christ is first. We were made to have a relationship with Him. He makes all things possible, and His Word lights our way. His Word lights our way. Christ is first. Number two is love people. Reach the lost. I love the next line. Come on, let's read the next line out. Love, reach the lost and with a heart of generosity. I, I, I just, just like that. Just sounds good. Okay, community, we love, support, and grow together. That's good, isn't it? Some of us are not just growing together. Some of us are groaning together, but ultimately we will grow together. Let's look at the next one on culture. Serving, we all play our part in building the church. To have a servant heart is a phenomenal thing. We're sending people to the moon. Come on. Pioneers, we will be bold and adventurous for God. Come on. Let's, let's just step out in what He asks us to do. Jesus says, go and do this, son, and we say, let's, let, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, pi pioneers for God. Whereas I was speaking to a guy, where's Gavin Morrison? Hi, Gavin. Gavin's a guy um, from Dund, no, you're from Northern Ireland originally. But Gavin helped pioneer the, the, the factory skate park in Dundee. The first indoor, indoor skate park was pioneered by a group of guys from this church 20 years ago. But subsequently, it went on to become this huge 20,000 square foot, it's like a Tesco supermarket, across the other side of Dundee and Douglas. And Gavin was instrumental in pioneering a lot of the funding. So he raised, I think it was half a million pounds or something, and maybe more. So congratulations, Gavin. He did a good job, didn't he? Come on. So pioneers, we will be bold and adventurous. For, has, has, anybody, has anybody lost their adventure? Has, has MD, you used to be an adventurer, but you've kind of gone. Has MD lost their adventurer muscle? Just lift your hand. 
come on, Spirit of God, just release that adventurer in, this, in, in, in them this morning. Let them be pioneers again, we pray in Jesus' name. Come on. And, 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 and the last one, stewardship, we're trying to find a, a trendy word that was less Christian-y or less, you know, churchy, not Christian-y, but churchy. But stewardship is stewardship is stewardship. And we love that word. So it means we all take care of our people, our resources, our environment, and ourselves. We need to learn to take care of ourselves as well. Some of you need a good Sabbath. I didn't say bath, I said Sabbath. Some of you need a good Sabbath. You need to learn to just look after yourself and have a day off without that blessed phone and have some time out. Okay, so we've looked at all the things. Let's jump on to the next slide. And we look at purpose, vision, and culture. And I think that's my last slide. I'm, I'm about to invite Simon up, who's going to come and talk about the youth. Now, there's four things. Let's give Sai a big round of applause. There's four areas. At the beginning of this year, we talked about uh, social engagement, youth, music, and um, there was one other. I've forgotten what it was. It's going out my head. Eh? Oh, church planting. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, it's great. So, we're just going to do a bit of refresh this morning. So, Sai, tell us a bit. Amazing. So, back, back in January in, those, in, in that meeting, um, you know, where God kind of grabs a hold of you and gives you a nudge, and then you're just like, shh. No, not now, Holy Spirit. Oh, that was me and Tori sat in that meeting, and we just felt God just grabbed a hold of our heart and said, like, this is, this is where you're going to go and real put down roots. Um, so wind on like eight, nine months, and God was just kept speaking to me and Tori, giving us dreams, giving us vision, and we kind of came in from two ways. So, so for me, I just kept thinking and kept coming back to Ezekiel, where, where there's that passage in Ezekiel 37, and and. And Ezekiel prophesies the valley of dry bones, and he says, I see an army. And, and that's where I came from. And then Tori was like, just, just came across this word tribe, which means a distinct group of people. And together we were like, wow, um, I think we have, we have a youth ministry. Um, and from that then, that's grown. And we've met with our team. We pulled together a team of 15 incredible servant-hearted people. And we sat down with them, and we ate pizza, and we said, okay, let's let's." come up with, and what we've got is our plan, our posture, and our purpose, and it, and it very much aligns and sits under what this house is doing, and where this house is going, and where this community, this church is going, but it just, we've tried to put it in language that a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, a 17-year-old will understand without losing that depth, without losing that foundation, so if we just quickly like run through, I know you've had loads of information this morning. But next, um, our first thing, so our purpose. We, we believe there's five, re- five things why we exist. The what will always change. The what will change in season, in circumstance. What we do on a Friday is going to grow. It's going to change what we do in the week. But the why will remain. And we exist. The tribe will tell all the world about the good news of Jesus. They'll be evangelists. They'll reflect God's love and worship and creativity. They're going to, um, inc- we're going to include everybody and ed- anybody fellowship together. We're going to become radical disciples. We love, you know, we believe in these young people that Jesus loves them so much that we want them to come, but we don't want them to stay the same. They want to want them to become radical disciples. And the final thing is that they will embrace their God-given gifts and abilities. We want them to serve. We want them to use their gifts and abilities to to build the the church. But also, we want our youth ministry to have um, young people in the charts. We want 
people in politics that come out of our youth ministry. We want people who are designing things in this city to come out of our youth ministry. For too long, the church has followed culture, and we're saying, no more. This, these young people, this tribe, are going to go out ahead, and they're going to embrace their God-given gifts and abilities, and they're going to lead culture. Amen. Our posture, so just thinking about who are we, and we, again, we sat down with our team, and we said, what what are our young people now, but who do we want them to become? And again, just trying to keep it dead simple for the young people to get it, T-R-I-B-E, our tribe. And the tribe we see is tenacious, to take a hold of who they are and whose they are and not let go of it. We want a tribe that is reverent, just their lives point to one thing and one thing only. They, they go about their world and they just, they're reverent. They, they point to their maker in everything they do. We want them to be intentional. We don't want them to be just drifted and pushed around. We want them to be intentional, knowing what they're doing, where they're going, and who they are. We want them to be intentional. We want them to be bold. It speaks for itself. We don't want them to be timid, to shy away. We want them to be the light of the world. And the last thing is excellent. Again, just picking up. We're passionate about young people taking their gifts and being excellent. We're passionate about our leaders putting on something excellent on a Friday. The church and everything we do should not be second rate. It should be excellent. And, and, and Jesus said the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Jesus still said there will be a first. And, and for too long that verse has been used to be like false humility. And we've just said enough. We want this tribe to be excellent. We want them to work on their gifts. We want them to grow as, in, in their gifts and embrace them as they serve the church, but also in their communities. And the final thing is just what's our plan? What's our mission? And, and it's just to reach, reach the lost, release the found. We keep reaching, we keep reaching, and we keep releasing. We don't want to grow something so much bigger than me and Tori, so much bigger than our leaders, so much bigger than even just these four walls. We just keep releasing. Whether they go off to university internationally, whether they go off to university in this, in this nation, we just keep releasing them because ultimately we're building the kingdom of God. We're not building a youth ministry. We're not building a clique. We're just reaching lost people and we're releasing them. Um, So hopefully that just they're, they're, they're what we're casting now. We're just kind of preaching that on Friday nights. But our purpose, our plan, and our posture, three things, dead simple. Um, so keep, if you see a young person, just keep testing them on it. See if they've got it yet. Um, but hopefully you, kind of that's given you a flavor and an essence of our heart and our team and what we want to do with our young people in this church. Um, super exciting. Keep praying. We love all the support we get. Thank you. Um, yeah, is that cool? Amazing. I think we're going to turn our... Focus now to the screen. We've got a video, and James is going to talk about um, reaching out into our communities. Vision Sunday, we get to look at what's coming up over the next season of church life. And a huge part of that is what we get to do in our local community to help and bless the people of Dundee. And something um, that's been a big part of that over the last year is a project we launched last April called our Give Box Project. And the idea there is to help people experiencing material poverty right across Dundee. So whether that's a, a family with yeah, young growing kids who may be living on benefits and struggling to um, get the clothing and toys they need for their family, or whether that's someone who's um, setting up home from scratch, they maybe just left care or had a relationship breakdown and they need those household essentials like curtains and cutlery, um, but maybe don't have the finances to to make all that happen. So we work with 26 amazing local charities 
to get those goods to the people who need them. And it's just amazing, since we've started that, we've been able to bless over 1,000 households across Dundee with the donations through, uh, that have been given in our give boxes. So thank you everyone for the part you've played in that. Uh, we have people volunteer uh, on a fortnightly basis to make that happen. We have staff who work on that on a uh, daily basis. And we uh, also have the amazing charity partners who help us make that happen. So that's our give boxes. But we're, we're not going to stop there. Over the next year, we're going to be adding some additional locations and, and looking to increase the number of people that we help. And we're also going to be launching an amazing community fridge. And this is, a, again, a, a simple idea that can have a huge impact and reach, uh, hopefully, over a thousand people as well. The community fridge takes good food that's within its use-by date, but would have been thrown out by retailers, and makes it available to anyone uh, and everyone who would benefit from that. So that project's going to be up and running at some point be between now and April. Uh, and again, we're just really pleased to be able to bless people in a practical way there. Um, and I'm sure that will really help those that, um, that are maybe struggling with finances and, and that free food will make a big difference to, to their day. So those are two big projects, but we also have amazing volunteers who work behind the scenes, getting on with helping people on a one-to-one -one basis. And I think uh, Bus Stop is an amazing example of that. Bus Stop helps people who are experiencing life-controlling addictions, whether that be drugs or alcohol. And they, the team works directly with those people to help them take the steps they need to get into residential rehab and see their life be transformed. And I think that's just an amazing example, again, of the church being the hands and feet of Jesus and getting alongside people who just need that bit of support and love and encouragement and assistance to, to move forward and to reach their full potential. So that's Bus Stop. We've also got a great parent and baby group that meets uh, every week during term time. And this year, again, we've, we've also started uh, running fortnightly life skills classes. Just last week, we had a, a group of nursery kids uh, working with them. We've got youth groups. We've got uh, members of the wider community coming in and we're doing workshops with people and just helping them and uh, building relationship and building community uh, and ultimately uh, doing this to bless our city and to be the hands and feet of Jesus in Dundee. So thank you for the part that you've played. Um, we have seen over 1,000 volunteer hours since last April across all our community projects. And I think that is testimony to the amazing, generous heart that we have as a church. So thank you again, and I look forward to seeing those things move forward and flourish and help more people in our city in this coming year. Isn't that incredible? I'm sitting there trying not to cry because we pastor an incredible church. And we are honored as pastors to serve in this house. We see the hearts of people who just give and give and give and give. And Joe, we couldn't have done all that without the generation that went before us. The generation that saw this building come about, the generation that gave their double time, their double tithe, and they bathed in a double anointing.
the generation who made sure this building was here for the next generation. They left a legacy. But let me tell you, we as a church will continue to build the legacy. I'm sorry. The Lord is able to do, the Lord is able to give much more than this. We have people who are going out into our community, are feeding, are serving, are loving, but there's much more. God's got so much more. Do you know how many prophecies we've received as a church? So many prophecies. I just actually I call it, just brought some into it. I just brought a few. This church has been declared to be a jewel in the crown of this city. This church has been declared that it is a hub of hope in this city. I know I need that hope, believe me. Do you know there's times where I feel so incredibly vulnerable, weak, unable, and I say, God, why have you called me? First of all, it was because I just, I was the one who went, Lord, send me, send me, I'm, I'm in, I'm in for it. And then God said to me, it's that scripture, Fiona, in your weaknesses, I'm strong. Do you know, for all God is calling us to do, you may think, like, well, could, could you send them? Could you send that one? <laughs> do you know how much I've got going on in my life? I don't know if I think I can do the half of what you're calling me to do. And God is saying, who are the ones that are just saying, here I am. Send me God. Send me. Because that's all he's looking for. He's looking for you to say, hey, these are my weaknesses. But God, I know that in you, your strength is shown in my weaknesses. Here I am, God, send me. Other prophecies that have been given is, you'll no longer be known for past achievements, but for renewal. Now, I know there's that phrase that goes around saying that there's renewable energy, but I'm not just talking about renewable energy in the physical, but also in the spiritual. You see, when we make Jesus our center, he is our success. He makes a success out of our mess. I don't just survive, but I thrive in what God's got for me. You see, I, I may come with just my one talent, but you know, if we bury the one talent you've got, then God can't multiply it. You see, when we give what we have in our hands, God promises that he will multiply it. What's your gift? Sometimes your gift is the gift of the gab. For other people, it's, it's, it's cooking a decent meal. It's making a cup of coffee. It's watching out. Do you know what I did this week? I saw a bunch of kids. In fact, my, my child saw two teenagers going to my neighbor's garden. My, my, my neighbors are 91 and 89. She came on through, Mom, there's two teenagers going into, my neighbor's, into our neighbor's garden with a can of spray. Pulled on my boots and I went running out. went, hi, you guys! What do you think you're doing in my garden? And they kind of looked at me and went, oh, she's a nutter. And they kind of took off and I went, don't you dare come back in here again. Do you know what I was doing? I was just being Jesus to my neighbors because this wee old man came out like, what the hang are you doing? And then he said to me, what one are you? I said, what do you mean what one am I? I'm your neighbor. He's losing track of things. Do you know what? This is what God has called us to do, that we look out for one another, that we're present, that we're, we're being the hands and feet of Jesus is what James was saying in that 
In that, pro, in that um, video, come on, let's stick to, the, let's stick to this, Fiona. Okay, God is asking this church to push on boundaries. He's saying, he said, this is a, a prophecy that was given, that this place is a birthing place for the miraculous growth in provision and in wealth. Joe, we are also on the cusp of a miraculous explosion. And here was a great one. And this is, is true for the whole of Dundee. Dundee, which was once the butt of the nation, shall astonish others, and the nation will marvel at what God is doing. It's happening in our city, but it's also happening in the church. And I want you just to imagine a church right now. Imagine this church, that this church reaches another geographical area that we haven't yet reached. I want you to imagine this church having access to some of the best facilities in Dundee, a wonderful stage, the best lighting, fabulous parking that you don't have to worry whether you're going to find a parking space outside this church or not. It's going to have a wonderful foyer in it that you don't feel like you're being crammed in. A facility in Dundee that you have probably visited already. It will be an easy place to invite to because it's so well known in our city. And it will be a place where we can showcase the incredible talents of you guys, the talents that you have submitted to God, the talents that you have placed in God's hands. And when God said in Matthew 25 that when you place, when you invest these talents, that he will give even more to you. And then he said, let's celebrate. I want to announce to you people today that we are going to have our opportunity to celebrate. And we as a church want to do a pop-up church a pop-up church in the Gardine Theatre in Dundee. Come on now. And I want to tell you when we're going to do this. We are going to do pop-up church for six weeks as a beginning, as a beginning, because we are in God's presence in God. Where are you taking us to? Because you said in the wilderness you will make a road and that you will provide rivers. And to get right back to that scripture, the Lord is able to give much more than this. From the 13th of January for six weeks, we are going into the Garden Theatre. We're going to move lock, stock and barrel. Our kids work, all our hosts, you guys. And right now there might be questions. How are we going to get there? What's going to happen? We will provide answers for every one of your questions. And I'm going to ask that Jill comes up to talk a little bit more about the Gardine Theatre. Church, I'm here at the Gardine Theatre and we're talking about pop-up church. Here's the venue we're going to be meeting in from January 2019. 369 seats, you're invited, let's do this. Okay, pop-up church, Gardine Theatre. Do you know, you might be sitting there, as Fiona said, thinking, what? Or you might be thinking, yes, let's do this, because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, yes, let's do this. Do you know, God gave me a word, and it's, it was this. It was, there are no unknowns to God. There are only unknowns to us. So any question you have, God already has the answer. This is a God-given opportunity. And you might be thinking, well, I don't know how I'm going to fit into this. What am I going to do? So we have a list of things that I think that potentially we might need to do. We are going to need people to host. But we're not going to need people just to host like we do on a Sunday here. We're going to need people to host from the car park, host the whole way through 
the interior theater area. We're going to have to have people to sit down. We're going to have people to have to, to go out into the community and actually tell them that we're going to be in the Gardine Theater. We're going to need production team, but not just our two or three in the back row. We have opportunities for multiple times to use the production team. They have phenomenal facilities there. There'll be no crackly videos when we're there. I'm, I'm guaranteeing, <laughs> guaranteeing it. Uh, we're going to need people to set up and take down because actually it's a theater. It's not a church. So we need to bring our church to that, to that area. So we're going to need people to pack up and set down. We're going to need people to transport those that can't get there. We're going to need people to drive the minibus for those that can't get there. So we're going to move a minibus from here. We're going to need people to do social media. We're going to need people to showcase their creative talents and their visual talents on that stage as well as, as both preaching and teaching. We won't want to do church the way church is done here. We want to do church in a new season. We want to do church in a new way. We want to say, hey, do you know what? We're going out to you people. We're coming out of these four walls and we're going out into the world. Jesus said, go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. There's nothing wrong with meeting together in this building, absolutely nothing, but we really feel it's our time to stand up, take our mats with us and walk out into that community and engage those people. So I want you to say in your small groups, what can I do? It doesn't matter if you've never done ch children's work before. This is a six weeks initial opportunity. It's not going to be done the same way we do it here. Nikki's had a wander around and had a look and is coming up with loads of creative ideas, aren't you, Nikki? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you don't have to have done that before. You don't have to be on the host team if you think, oh, I could do this for six weeks. I could, I could, I could do that differently. I, I have an idea. I've got an idea of something we could present on the stage, some visuals we could do. I've got an idea of we could do some stage design. I've got an idea of whatever you have an idea of, allow God to use it. Because this is an opportunity for us. See, when Fiona said about talents and burying talents, it's really easy people to make excuses. I do it all the time, to make excuses to not use the talents that we've got. They're maybe not quite good enough. They're maybe not as good as the person sitting next to me. But if God's put it in your hand, God intends you to use it. He didn't put it in your hand for you not to use. So we need to, to do that. So whatever God's stirring in your heart, just go. Get inviting people. Next week, I would love it if, I'm going to say the words creative. Actually, I was at a meeting and they said, we're not, we shouldn't call our creative team a creative team because everybody's creative, as, God, as Gordon said. But if you've got a creative heart, next week, we'd like to meet you up in, in the church at 1.15. Bring your lunch with you or if you need lunch or whatever, but meet you and hear what ideas you could potentially do. So if you're a writer or a dramatist, a visualist, a person that's just got a creative idea that, that they think would work in Gardine Theatre. We would love to hear what you want to bring to the table. This is a banquet. You are the ingredients. God is the cook. <laughs> that, is, that, that is what it is. Do you know what? There used to be a program called Ready Steady Cook on TV. Who remembers that? Yeah, yeah, all, all, all of us over the age of a certain age, yeah. And it used to bring five pounds worth of ingredients, and they used to bring random things like a tin of baked beans and a pork chop and a potato, and, and they would hand it to the celebrity chef, and they would have to create a meal out of it. And the person bringing it would always go, this is what I have in my cupboard, and I would just put the pork chop with the baked beans and the potatoes, and, and it would just look like five things on a plate, and that would, that would be it. And the chef would take it, and he would turn it into like food for like 100 people almost, and he would take it, and he would turn it into these like five or six different dishes, and different toppings, and different things, and cook it in different ways. And the person would go, wow, I didn't know you could get that out of your ingredients. I believe that God has said, this church has got the ingredients. Allow him to do 
the creativity. Allow him to cook with our ingredients. Allow him to turn our ingredients into a banquet because he's a God who can do that. So it doesn't matter if you feel like a tin of baked beans or a small piece of garlic or a little bit of chili or a baked potato and you think, I don't know how I could fit into this. God can take it and he's going to make it something spectacular. So people, get praying, get thinking, get excited, get motivated, get inspired. As it says up there, get involved, get inviting. This is going to be fantastic. This is going to be awesome. We can do this. This is a God word. We can do this. Be excited, Fiona. Yeah, a couple of meetings I want to mention on the back of what Jill's saying there. This Tuesday night, we've got small group leaders you're invited to come. Last Tuesday night, we had some of the small group leaders and people lead ministries come and talk and share. There was approximately 30 people there, and there was a tremendous buzz as we met to share and talk and pray and listen and engage. And uh, as we began to pray for things, there was just a real prophetic sense that God's going to do some amazing things. So it's a real exciting time. There's a prayer meeting tonight for men on tonight. It's on the website. It will cause you to look at our website. Uh, So it's on the website because I've totally forgotten what time it's at. But it's on tonight. um, So that will be good to pray about it. And we're getting groups of men to pray in threes into the vision as well, where they'll pray into what God is doing at this time as well. When we're away, uh, we're going to do some renovations inside this building as well. When we're away for six weeks as well, it'll cost a wee bit of money, but by faith, He will provide. Come on. It's going to cost tens of thousands of pounds. And if you want to sow into that vision, if you want to sow into part of what we're doing in Gardine as well, we're looking for early early adopters, early adapters who will say, I want to sow into this. I want to bless this in Jesus' name. Can we all stand? Can we pray for this vision here this morning? Is that okay? Because it's important that we pray into it. One of our our, our visions is that we're a a prayerful uh, church as well. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for everything that's been said, everything that's been done this morning. We thank you for the worship. We thank you for the prayer. We thank you for the vision presentation. We thank you for the child dedication. We thank you for everything, oh God. And Father God, we pray that you'd move by the power of your Spirit, that you would lead us, that you would guide us, and you would help us grow into this. Oh God, that we would upgrade our software for everything that we need to transition from this place to the next place and back and maybe multiple places, locations across the city. Help us, oh God, to dream in you. We thank you, oh God, that the language of heaven is the language of faith. It's not a language of fear. It's a language of faith. So, Father, we ask you this morning that you would forgive us where we operate in a language of fear. What about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? Forgive us, O God. We can ask questions, O God, but it's important that we operate in a language of faith like Mary, the mother of Jesus, who said, how can this be? How can this be? How can this happen? How can this take place? Help us, O God, to have that mindset where we have got the language of faith. How can this be? And by faith, we can see these things happen for the glory of God. Amen and amen. This is the end of your teaching for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. 